and friends, welcome. Firstly, congratulations. Not only have you downloaded the best 45-minute podcast possible, you've also got through another isolation week. So well done. Another week down. That means it's a new That's What She Said episode. Thank you to Sportsbet. Now, Georgie Parker here, as always, unfortunately. But with me, as always, is Mel. She hates me calling that Bubs Barbieri. <laughs> and Ashley, no guns, Nelson. But Mel... Bubs, we're going to start with you because Dan Andrews, he's released a few restrictions over there in Victoria, Ash and I over here in God's country in WA, but you're over there in Victoria and they've announced when kids are back at school. How did you celebrate? (laughs) I knocked back a gin and tonic. (laughs) Before dropping the kid off at school. I think I was having a beer while he was talking, actually. <laughs> oh, it's very exciting. I mean, they've, they've you know, uploaded, uploaded, they've uplifted a lot of restrictions over there. So including part of your training kind of restrictions. Um, you can now play golf. Sam Newman's very, very happy. There's a lot of things there. How's it affect, like, changed you when these come into place? Is it, have they, have they started or is it? No, uh, it's yeah, midnight. It Monday, midnight, they can play golf. Yes. Is that the same with all the other restrictions? Yeah, so basically what we're waiting for is council approval for all teams to go back, um, especially in our soccer world. Um, but, yeah, it's very exciting times. I mean, we've had so little for so long that now that they're lifting that restriction, just having, you know, one coach and nine teammates not even in the vicinity of each other, just on the same pitch is really, really exciting. And how lame is that? But anyway, <laughs> well, it's, it's going to be like fly in, fly out. You're not allowed to, you can't congregate. You can't yeah, go in the club rooms. You can't see each other. Just pick the and get out. Yeah, all the stuff, What the reason why you play um, is, is still going to be missing, but at least um, we can do some some proper training skills. And Ash and I, we're both um, we're both mothers in our own right, of course. We are with our third yeah. child. Can I just butt in? It is my dog's uh, third, third birthday. I was going to get to that shortly, Ash. Sorry, carry on. Tell me about your dog celebration. Well, her name's Tully, and uh, it is her third birthday. And as a result, technically, in dog years, she is twenty-one. So as a proud mother, I'm thinking tonight we're going to have to do something a little bit special for Tully. Don't quite know what it is. It might be a mince birthday cake or something along those lines. <laughs> Call me crazy. But um, I've already like treated myself as a mother and I've just been tucking into favourites. So while Bubs is talking about returning to training, I'm still sitting on my bottom eating a box of favourites in celebration of my dog. <laughs> Are you going to give the dog the key to the house or the key to something? She's got the key to the house. She rules the house. Anyone knows. She actually does. Yeah, exactly. And Stella's the same, which is, you know, Georgie Parker's little bubby. I got a full name there. (laughs) Georgie Parker, the athlete, not the Gold Logie Award winner. Um, And, yeah, they rule the house already. So nothing different, just officially 21. Well, you're looking great for a mother of a 21-year-old. 21-year-old, yeah. <laughs> Teen pregnancy. Yes. yes, exactly. Yeah, you start young, finish early. <laughs> but you had Mother's Day, Bubs. Did you do anything special? I saw you got a, a mom card. I got a mom card and I got lots of little made-up stuff. But the funny thing is, like, my husband thought he was doing a really good job at the right beginning of this isolation 
I've always wanted IKEA furniture. Like I've wanted this studio where I get to do all my artwork and my lettering and calligraphy where I can just hide away in the middle. Cause he's got his garage. He's got four cars in the garage. He's got toolboxes everywhere. Four cars have, is too many cars. It's too many cars. Don't, 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 don't get me wrong. Four cars and you're just lettering. <laughs> yes. Le apart from the fact that we, we have more cars worth of cars than our house. But anyway, um, I wanted a little space in my room. So he thought, you know, I'll buy Melissa for Mother's Day a whole kitted out studio. He paid for it and bought for it on Ikea. It still hasn't been delivered. <laughs> so we're going to be out of lockdown with all this Ikea shit turn up. And we're going to be back to work and not have any time to do it. So Ikea boxes are just going to lay in our hallway for the next, I don't know how many years until we get around to making everything. Because we thought we'd have all this time on our hands. Yeah, it's like a isolation. Like a Kiki K studio in the making, like just waiting to go up. Because I yeah. remember last week you were saying that you're an absolute fiend to Kiki K. So it all <laughs> makes sense now. Yeah, and like I'm, I'm just, I thought I'd have this really cute room and Holly can um, join me and we can do arts and crafts like, um, you know, the, the nerd that I am. And still hasn't turned up. Well, we have to be a little bit more patient nowadays uh, with the... With the, the postage, with the delivery, I sent a letter, like just a letter to <laughs> Melbourne and it took four and a half weeks. It was a birthday card and it took four and a half weeks. And, she, and my friend gets it four and a half weeks later. She's like, a bit late. I'm like, mm. That would um, be great for me though because I'm forever being like late with my birthday card. So now I'm just going to be like, oh, Australia Post does it again. <laughs> It's not me. Is like, that why I haven't got mine yet, Ash? If, if that's, if that's the line for post... Um, can you imagine the line for like when the waxing lady gets to start oh, up again? Don't want to think about it. Don't want to no, think about it. You know what I'm thinking of that you need to, you need to have like one of those systems, like the, the, the distribution is area code by area code and you win the lottery. So you, you get the winning ticket and you like, you get to go first. Well, you don't oh. want it to be those most in need because no one wants to be doing those checks with the waxing. <laughs> The most in need for waxing, that, that could be very dangerous. <laughs> Depends what spot. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, let's, let's move on to some just a little bit of chit-chat sport current affairs we've got here on the run sheet. Now, this is a hot topic. And, Bubs, you brought it up in our um, group chat and you said it's a hot debate. And I said it's not really a debate. And that's NRL and vaccines. And there are a few NRL players who think it's against their human rights to be forced to uh, have to get vaccines. And I kind of disagree with that. I think it's part of living in society um, that we get them. What are your thoughts on that, Ash and Bubs? Um, I mean, would you get them if you had to play? I mean, I'm, sh I'm sure you got your, I saw you got your flu shot the other day, Ash. Yes, I did. And straight away, I posted, said, I'm ready to play NRL. Should anyone wish to pick me up? No muscles, can't catch, two broken knees, but I am ready <laughs> and good to go if the NRL would like to uh, pick me up. Listen, I actually didn't get my flu back on a regular basis, if I'm being completely honest, but I thought that, you know, this year, considering that we've got um, the COVID-19, that is, that it's probably important to make sure that I kind of protect myself with the um, flu that potentially could be coming up. So I think that, you know, when we're looking out for the greater community, 
We've already got the issue of COVID-19. Why try and exacerbate that by not protecting yourself against the flu? So I do think that people should be getting it. And I can understand why the NRL and the AFL would want to enforce it because it shows that they're serious about making a commitment to making sure that the game is as safe as possible for all the players to return to. And it's not the first time that we've tried to enforce vaccinations. I mean, many schools turn around and say, hey, your kid needs to be vaccinated in order to attend this school. So I it's think, not like it's a thing that's happened. I think nearly all schools are now no vax, no play, unless it's those, um, those what are those ones that start with an M? Uh, there's a Montessori. Montessori. I think mm. potentially they might not be, but I think most especially government funded schools are ones that are enforcing that no jab, no play kind of policy. And as it should. Well, I'm going to say, I'm going to put my hand up here. I'm actually scared of the flu jab. Um, well, and I've, I've always said no to flu jabs. I'm not anti-vax. <laughs> Let's get this one straight. I'm not they anti-vax. Won't be my, vaccinated. Kids, my, ca- my kids, like Holly is vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. We get all the vaccination. But then when you hear about the side effects of like, it's one, it's probably one in a million kids. But this is where I kind of know where the NRL is coming from because they're one of their actual coaches. One of their one of the children actually had side effects from one of the flu shots, so they've seen firsthand. But that's like something saying, go wrong. But that's like saying one in a million have problems with getting a knee when they have surgery from the anaesthetic. So I'm I not going to get an, an ACL I don't understand done. myself. I don't understand And then you you also think, you know, if people didn't get it, how many people would be affected by it? So you kind of got to weigh up, I guess, the the risk, the sort of reward with it. And I kind of think that more people Mm. would be affected by the flu um, than people that are affected by the flu vaccination. Yeah. And I I mean, I spoke to Jake, of course, the the fans of the show will know about Jake. He's my very good pharmacist friend who's studying. (laughs) Dr. Dogger or or to be. (laughs) Dr. To be Dogger. Um, So he has a really good understanding of it clearly. And he just goes, I don't know how these NRL players who have these anti-vax waggy wives, and that's what's pushing it. There's one especially who's got a very prominent wife who um, is a a very big advocate for anti-vax. And he goes, I don't know where they can think that it's against the human race. He goes, I can't do my job unless I'm vaccinated. He's not allowed to go into hospitals unless he's vaccinated. So it's not the first time that we've forced people, but for better use of the words, to have these vaccinations. Otherwise, they can't do their job. And they're crying out that they're the only people in the world to have ever gotten, been um, you're forced Force. to do something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, well, don't do it. It means you just can't do your job. Just like a doctor can't go into hospital unless they've had all of these vaccinations. It's the exact same thing. Um, go live your day-to-day life and, you know, you should, it should be illegal not to get vaccinations. Yeah. We don't need to go into those political points of down no, the track. Yes, that's why, that's, this is why I'm confused about myself and why I, I, I get... I know. <laughs> and if someone... It's because it's an evolving vaccination as well. I guess it's not like a... It's yeah. one that comes out every year. It's potentially why you have that fear of that one because it is isn't the current strain it's last year's strain but it helps you on this year so you you can be you can be um we understand why athletes get nervous about injecting things into when you're told all your life not to inject exactly (laughs) so you hear the sort of rhetoric day in day out don't take things that you don't know what it is rah 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 um, you've got the history of, you know, sort of the Essendon um, doping sort of <laughs> scandal that happened or supplement scandal that happened. And so you can understand why they might have some concerns. But it's a vaccination. It is approved. Anything else aside from a vaccination, 
ask questions. Yeah, maybe don't. Pop your arm out, get it done, be a big boy, and then go play footy. Yeah, maybe don't do the heroin vaccination. <laughs> That's say, the ones that you say should... no to drugs, kids. The ones up the nose, stay away from. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so let's go into something that I'm quite passionate about. We're going to have the first Judge Georgie of the year. All right. I'm very passionate about this, just like I'm very passionate about vaccination. So it's a good little segue. And that is TikToks. And that is grown men and women on TikTok. Jo Weston, our former colleague, she's a big TikToker, but her demographic and target market is 13-year-old girls. Now, this is going to segue well into <laughs> your, next, your next question here, mm. um, Ash. But TikToks, mm. We've got some terrible ones coming out from athletes, and this is why I can't wait for sport to resume because we've got. Have, have you seen David Warner's TikToks? Have you seen Shane Warne's TikToks? David Warner's with his wife, wife. Uh, Candace, and then yes, I am aware of Shane Warne's most recent oh. uh, one, which has horrified me to the depth <laughs> of my soul. They just need to stop. I, I feel like ScoMo. Stop it! It's not okay. Stop it. We don't need to see you on TikTok. And it's a hard no from me on Judge Georgie. Judge Georgie says, leave this to the tweens, leave this to the kids who have a little bit more humour. And do you know what? It's going down this thing of everyone trying to stay relevant, stay into it, stay on top of the, the latest, I guess, um, craze. And I mean, we probably will jump on it one day. Like I was very anti-Instagram and now all I do is the gram. But I mean, people are trying to be funny when they're not. You don't have to be funny. It's okay. You don't have to be funny, but don't try to be funny. No, I think the problem is that they've got no rhythm and no rhyme. And if, if, if they could string a beat or if they could actually step it out and put on a, an amazing performance, I would tolerate it because I'm not ageist like you. It's George not, no, it's not all the dancing. It's not all the dancing. No, I know. And I think some of it is quite good. And the way you can set up TikTok to make things look like they float in the air and stuff. I love that stuff. But yeah, do you, have you up, seen, have you watched Shane Warnes? Yes, yes. I, I know what you're talking about. Like, if no, it's shit, have you watched David Warner's? Have you gone into David Warner's? No, David Warner's I haven't seen. I actually, I did see they were, they were horrible. But I did try one with Holly the other day and I couldn't do the steps. And look, it came out okay. I didn't post it. Like, these are things that we have to realise about ourselves. That sometimes... um, can I just please say, can you post it for the good of the podcast, just so I can do a comparative um, to, to, to show a comparison <laughs> No, to I deleted Warns. it. Now, it's for the, the punters, though, we need to explain Shane Warnes was him getting a ball and saying, watch me with this cricket dance move, and he essentially went and shined the ball on his pants, which... In a, in a lunge. In a lunge, but it wasn't, like you said, to any sort of beat. There was music in the background, but yeah. it wasn't really dancing. It wasn't to a beat. And I went, you've done that for just about every day of your life. You can't just then turn it into a TikTok and think it's something new and exciting for people to watch. It was so lame and bad that it made me, yeah, like I said, cringe to the deepest part of my soul. Shane Warne, no. <laughs> no. Look down the barrel, Ash. Right. No. It's not <laughs> Hey, stop it. <laughs> I need to get TikTok that down. From <laughs> that could be a TikTok. We could do that. 
We could do that. Look, some TikToks are very, very funny. And I'll give them that. There's probably about 5% that is very funny. There's a whole lot of junk on there. But I just really want these athletes to get back into training and to get back to what they're good at. And that is not TikToking. Fair point. Well done, Judge uh, Georgie. You You don't have any qualification whatsoever, (laughs) aside from just being judgy. (laughs) Just being a judgy bitch. That is me. It's a good segue, though, into Nelson's question of halftime with Nelson, because Joel Selwood's TikTok has been recently deleted, and it is talk of a lot of people. um, And I think it's probably been over over talked it's joel selwood picking up his wife if you haven't seen it picks up his wife and it's all in good fun picks up his wife flips her over puts her it sounds really bad when i'm about to say it (laughs) the head in a bucket of water and then uses her hair as a mop saying it out loud and i think if potentially he said it out loud to himself he might not have posted it because it's been under a lot of scrutiny um about you know domestic violence and abuse and everything like that and i think that's probably going too far i can see that it may trigger some people who have been in domestically abusive relationships so i can see that and i think as a leader of a club you probably need to be a little bit more mindful that potentially you shouldn't be putting things like that i don't know why he posted i just found it very strange more so than anything but we've got half time with nelson And what is that? Because that's a good segue into this question. Yes. Right. So you talked about Joel Selwood's TikTok. I think that there wasn't any malice in it, like you said. But at the same time, we can't have kids now going around and girls getting their head dumped in water. You just don't know (laughs) what's going to actually happen from that. So he just probably needed to think it through a little bit more. But for half Nelson, so the halftime question, so the pointless question to a pointless podcast (laughs) is, when have you tweeted or Instagram or TikTok something, thinking that it was actually quite funny and then moments later receiving heavy backlash and either having to delete or explain your actions. Um, so it comes off the back of Joel Selwood's, but it also comes off the back of, I put a tweet on um, Twitter tweet on Twitter the other other day and I was at my friend's place I was having a glass of wine and she offered me a scotch finger biscuit I thought great like everyone loves a scotch finger biscuit and red wine with the best biscuits yes thank you and I thought well why eat them separately why not just have them sort of at the same time what a choice pairing so I thought it was okay and Rach kind of went you know what that's a bit of a weird combination thought maybe it's not quite right so I put a photo out on Twitter received heavy 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 criticism about pairing the two together so much so that I even got a response saying are you on your period or going through menopause <laughs> which I'm assuming a man did that <laughs> yes yeah, it was uh, Paul White I think it was holy holy moly hold on let's just back it up here so what they're saying is that when you go to church and you dip your bread in the wine, <laughs> that's, yes. that's what you do, essentially. That's what you do is you dip your bread in the wine and you eat it. I don't, don't go to church. But... Exactly. That's right. And that's why wogs, wogs love to dip their biscuits in the wine. Because what? wine is, can be sweet, can Moist. be a dessert wine, and why not? I, I did notice you were supportive and I had one other Italian say great combination. Oh. So I didn't realise I was actually being very cultural and European 
You were. Rather than just being a bogan or just gross, what some people were suggesting. But same, the question still applies to you guys. Have you seen something on Twitter? You put it out there. You thought you were being funny. I feel, Parker, this could apply heavily <laughs> to you. See, the thing is that most of the stuff that I put on Twitter is absolute junk and I have to have to answer a lot of questions most of the time. So it's actually very hard to filter through a lot of my things. I think the one that does stand out to me was a few years ago with the don't blush baby incident with Chris Gale, mm. where he said to Mel Jones, I think it was, was it Mel Jones? He said it to, no, he said it no. to, um, um, Long dark hair. Mel McLaughlin. And he said to Mel McLaughlin, I could picture her face. Mel Jones is the other very, very good cricket broadcaster. Said to Mel McLaughlin, and he was, in hindsight, probably out of line. He was out of line saying, you know, asking her out on dates and then said, don't blush, baby. Very famous uh, if you're a cricket fan. Um, and I tweeted and I said, because there was big outrage over it. Remember, there was so much outrage saying that he was, it's in their culture as well to be kind of that kind of. Uh, macho. Yeah, macho man. Trying to be suave. Yeah, that's just that's just the whether it's right or wrong, it's not right in our culture, I, I guess, and that's what I probably didn't put on my Australian lenses. And I said, oh, I think that's fine because I think that if that was reversed, if a man, if a woman said that to a man, it would be very different. And I said, oh, I think that's fine. Next time a man asks me questions, I'm going to ask them on dates, kind of thing, and tell them not to blush. And I had, I can't even remember the words of my tweet, and I had people telling me that I'm embarrassment I shouldn't be playing for Australia you are an embarrassment to Australia you're an embarrassment to being a woman um, I'm so ashamed of you I had hundreds and hundreds of, of replies I had to go in and see our head coach about it because he said it's probably a bad look for a person of a female Australian <laughs> sporting team to be backing up a uh are quite a misogynistic kind of comment uh so that's probably my biggest thing but i spoke with jake about this my partner and i said to him about these kind of things that you don't mean to go out and say anything and i said oh was there anything that i've done that seemed perfectly okay that you received backlash for and he, he actually said this is very funny it was him and we were, we were over in denver watching basketball game and so this is what he's done that he received huge backlash from from me and his sister and a little girl was there in like one of those um, things where you put your head through um, mm, of like take cardboard a cut out, take a photo. And the little girl was there and her family was off taking photos of their other kid. And this little girl was putting on mum, mum, mum. And he just goes, here, I'll take a photo of you and pretended to take a photo of her. And I go, oh, no, 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 Jake, you can't pretend to take photos of children. <laughs> what, do you think I'm a pedophile? Like a mean sister were like, oh, no, no, you just can't take pretend to take photos. I'm not taking photos. I'm just joking around. And he absolutely spat in and we're walking home. He's home. He was kicking snow, being like, do you think I'm a pedophile? Kicking snow. And he just was trying to be harmless fun, being like, oh, I'm pretend to take photos. Like, as a photographer. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, harmless yeah. fun. That looks bad. Yeah. Going to protect you on that one. You're just trying to help a, help a brother out, help your husband out. Right? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, no. But, oh, it was the funniest him cracking the shit, sulking on the way home. I'll never forget it. It was a good time. So there's there's two little moments. What about I, you? I had the, the whole cricket thing happen to me too. I think they're very, um, shall I say, uh, pompous. Uh, when I was on, uh, I think it was the ABC or something, and, Offsiders in the morning. It was when the uh, the scandal of the sandpaper happened, and I was 
furious. I was absolutely furious that the cheating and everything and I went hell for leather on, on, um, on the TV. No, don't. On the TV. Don't understand cheating. I recognise you from somewhere. Yeah. And I was really, (laughs) I was really adamant that, you know, there's no, no room for cheating in the Australian culture, blah, blah, blah. And boy, did I get absolutely roasted online for it. I might thought. Cricket fans? Yeah. And like, yeah, not, got, not everyone just, does it. Everyone does it. That's their yeah, but not, not just not just teenage boys or keyboard warriors like Betty from Croydon. <laughs> like she's 70 and she's appalled at me and you know that that I should go back and you know go back in the kitchen and things. I'm like Betty. Like no. Betty Crocker. <laughs> was it Betty Crocker? <laughs> Yeah, she would. She wasn't Karen. She's not Karen. She she was definitely Betty. She was of of the older nature, and yeah, I was like, hold on, we don't like cheating. <laughs> Why am I getting berated for for going against cheating? Well, do you remember? Like, I remember doing one of those educations about how you should be on Twitter, and it was like two rules. First rule: don't be an idiot. Second rule: don't post anything that your grandma wouldn't like. Um, yeah. she wouldn't like much of what I post so yeah no. <laughs> so I'm thinking that you're breaking golden rule number two and clearly Bubs you said things that uh, Betty Crocker grandma <laughs> didn't like either and that's what got us into trouble exactly <laughs> so it's your own fault it is it is, it is. I just I just don't know the audience <laughs> that's what <laughs> that's what happened there I should have uh, uh tamed my answers yeah. There's certain people that you can't piss off, and um, there's another another audience, the the Essendon Football Club audience. You can't piss them oh, off. Yeah. They don't forget because they're all standby herd. They're all standby drug saga. So um, they're they're also ones that you can't piss off. I've had a lot of them, but with that, it's only everyone else is on your side, but them, well, they're not at all. All in all, guys, I do have breaking news that I think that the Selwoods are going to be releasing um, another TikTok with um, her carrying Joel Selwood and using him as a lawnmower. So I'm looking forward to <laughs> looking forward to that release and sort of seeing how that kind of works within the community. Chomp, 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 chomp. <laughs> well, um, speaking of new releases, speaking of new releases, I was trying to figure out a segue out of chomping my. I, I put it. I put it there for you on a platter and you just swept it to one side and decided not to roll with it. I started jumping. That was my problem. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so speaking of new releases, the Michael Jordan documentary, the MJ documentary, uh, releasing here every Monday, it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. It's a 10-part doco, um, never-before-seen footage. If you haven't watched it, make sure you do because it's absolutely brilliantly made. And Bubs, you've been watching this with much intent. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, for me, the the whole time I was growing up, I was absolutely in love with Jordan, especially for his um, his resilience and the way he went about training and nonstop dedication to the sport. And I actually think that's why I'm so passionate about football. Um, you know, when I was transitioning from basketball to to soccer I would still watch Michael Jordan videos um, in the VHS I'd pop it in there yeah see the difference rewind wait till rewind (laughs) we 
we really didn't get to see him. He wasn't my no, era. No, that's too right. young. He's your era because you are a little bit older than us. And yeah, but your era. He's your person who, like, we've got the LeBron James era. So it's a very different for, in your lens than it is for us. Yeah. And I, I think the way that it's it's portrayed now, it's got all those famous photos, the all the little clips that I got to watch. And, and the thing about my love for him, it came from a very short two-hour video. Now, this thing is so in-depth. It shows every part of his nature, of his background. Um, you know, there's a spe very special moment when Kobe comes on the screen um, that they have filmed, and it's that episode is dedicated to, to Kobe. Um, and he speaks about Michael that in the same, because it's always about this, oh, who would win out of Kobe and Michael? And Kobe always said, you know, I hate that question because Michael made me who I was. And those are things that you don't see, you don't know about. Even the fights um, with Krauss and, and how Pippen and Jordan were at loggerheads with the guy that actually sets up the team. It's all this in-depth information that you never saw before and what he's had to carry his whole career through these times is absolutely phenomenal. And I'm, everyone's like, you got to watch the next episode. And I'm like, hold on a minute. I need to absorb every single episode and I, I just take my time. I, I usually watch it one hour the whole day. So that I can rewatch, see the the scene again, and it's really just uh, I just think it brings back a lot of memories for me. But because it's such a generation that we missed out, because you can stream any game now, you can watch Chinese soccer, you can watch Chinese basketball, and as well you get football. you get the the back you get the um, change room stuff now from them because you have phones, they all have their own accounts, you see their personalities, you mm. don't see that from that era because we didn't have as much internet access or social media. So it's so new um, and it's new to everyone. So I think it's people who have gone down the LeBron James is the goat versus Michael Jordan, who's the goat, you know, they've always had that discussion. It brings a different lens into those um, LeBron fans, I guess, yeah. to see actually this guy is a beast of a competitor and that's why he is the way he, he is and he would still uphold and stand up today. Exactly, yes, and, and, and his Diddy, career. Diddy star in Space Jam. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's where I think there's defining difference between the two, which gives Michael <laughs> Jordan just that little bit more of an he edge. Did. He saved the universe. We He's need so to exactly. remember that. We need With to Bugs Bunny, like <laughs> iconic. But that for me, a great film. There was a there's a, there was a, another special moment for me because every team I've ever been on, there's always this hard case that you have to have. And for Jordan, it was Dennis Rodman. So Rodman came from the Pistons, um, who they hated. And Rodman was this heavy, just rebounder, break your nose sort of thing. Against best defender. The best defender. And they needed a defender to actually help protect Michael Jordan in those situations and work with Pippen. Um, when he was injured and stuff and the stuff that comes to light about Dennis Rodman my favorite part was when Dennis Rodman goes to Michael and Michael and he says I need a holiday I need 24 hours away from the, the team and <laughs> Phil Jackson is like 
what do you mean 24 hours away from 48 hours? And Michael goes, you know what, Phil, if, if you let him go, you're not going to get him back. <laughs> and he, he leaves and they, they can't find him. But the thing is, 84 he's, hours. Over, he's all over the news. He's in <laughs> clubs doing whatever he's doing and Carmen Electra is there and he's missing and Michael has to travel to Vegas. Can we get on to Carmen Electra for a second? Yeah. Holy crap, she looks amazing for her she age. Does, actually. Oh my god. What? Like as in now? Have you gone yeah. and done yeah. more research about Carmen Electra? Is she like the J Lo? Yeah, like, she hasn't aged. She has not she aged. Hasn't aged yeah. She's actually gone backwards, a bit How like J. How old is Carmen Electra? You're good at this game, Parker. Just, you know, have a rough How guess. old? I reckon she is 47. Nah, more. She's 54. Surely more, yeah. Carmen Electra, <laughs> let's have a look. This this is something we could have potentially done before. Yeah, uh, but hold on. I'll keep I'll 48, keep everybody. Oh, 48. 48. Wow, that was really good I guess by you. Thank you. Uh, she just turned 48 to April 20th. Wow. Wow. So, wow. So I was thinking, so Dennis Rodman, Michael actually goes and finds him in Vegas, knocks on the door, brings him back to training, like private jet, all that sort of stuff, brings him back to training. And Phil Jackson's like, okay, well, we've lost whatever hours you've been away. Let's make up for it. And Dennis Rodman just gets back into training as if nothing has happened. He's, he's lost nothing. He's probably still even he's probably better than he was beforehand he just needed time away um my question to you is when has there been a time when a your teammates gone missing first of all or where it's just they've broken all protocol maybe some things that they've signed that they've broken (laughs) as well um for you who is the most notable Ash, would you like to answer this on the Hockey Roots behalf? No, I think that you <laughs> should go and just own up to everything that you've done. No, oh, you did get You did get No, I had to be very on top of it. Um, I mean, the first person, and she actually would be very proud of me for, for saying her name and someone that you played with as well, her name was Catherine Slattery. And <laughs> she's a girl who could actually... The, the looser she was, the better she played. If she just came off a bender on a weekend down in Albany, she came back and then that next week would have scored a hat trick. She was, was just powered by Emu Export. <laughs> Dead set. She, like, if she could be sponsored by anybody, it wouldn't be Nike. It wouldn't be Red Bull. It would be Red Tins Emu Export. She's a country girl and dead set. You have to pull her aside and be like, don't care, you're doing it. Just don't tell anyone because she was so good you couldn't pick her. She was scoring goals. And Dead said she'd be actually proud that that's her because she she didn't give a shit, really. But in saying that, I think the same as Rodman, when they were there, they were present. She always worked and trained really hard that you can't fault her for it either because... Yeah, she potentially could have been better, but most of us could have. Not not everyone, one of us trains and could be like Jordan where you're so straight with everything you do. So yeah, she could have been better, but we could have all been better. But if you took that away from her, she would have been worse. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think we want to sort of sanitise the game and get rid of individuals. Like Slats 
she is who she is and <laughs> we she, bloody love it we love her and i don't think that she you know um affected the team any which way it's no. not like she sort of brought other people into sort of what she was doing i think she got the most out of herself and we often criticize athletes for being uh a little bit you know washed down because they have to say well toe the party line essentially every single time they have an interview it's like cliche after cliche yeah and the only time that's good is when you're playing a drinking game of you know when i should drink when the sports star says a cliche but um i you know as much as it pains me sometimes listening to people like dennis rodman speaking about you know how he kind of went over and met kim jong-un and then um maybe uh anything that nick curios says as much as it pains mm-hmm me because they are so outspoken and sometimes I just kind of cringe um I kind of enjoy it as well because I kind of go good on you for actually being who you are having an opinion and not being afraid to to voice that opinion because at one point in time I think that everybody you know should actually sort of say what it is that they're thinking yeah and I Sorry. <laughs> you go, you go, Bubs. I was actually thinking, you know, I'm, I'm pretty lucky that I went through my whole career without having a lot of uh, photography or videos or publications about the Matildas. You know, there was a very quiet time for Matildas. Um, in fact, when we went to the World Cup, um, it was my first World Cup. We ended up having a two-day break. So we had 48 hours where we had no, what, nothing whatsoever. We, had, we didn't have to be anywhere. So me being the naive nerd, I stayed in the actual city centre where we were meant to return to. I didn't go anywhere. Everyone else left when it came time that you had to be back at the hotel at 9pm on the Thursday night. One of our team members, I can't say who it is, was not present. What did they rhyme with? <laughs> Actually, oh, hammock. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, I was hoping that you were going to go like Cam slash mean Melson. Smashly Melson. How fitting, um, Smashly. And what I found out was that she didn't arrive till six a.m. the next morning. So it oh, wasn't was as coach. bad. That it was wasn't as coach. it wasn't as bad as Dennis Rodman. But I found out that she'd travelled to New York City. Love it. She travelled to New York City and then actually she couldn't get back because the bus or whatever, the timetable, um, you know, they got delayed. But she was, she, it was back before we had mobile phones as well. So yeah, it was, see, that's, that's... she was missing. She was missing. Like she didn't tell anyone because she didn't want anyone to know that she'd gone to New York City from Canada, mind you. And, yes, yeah, so <laughs> we were like... No, I don't know where she is because we were getting interrogated. Where's where is she? Where I was nearly going to say her name. I wish you said her name. Where was she? Where is she? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I've been here the whole time. I'm such a nerd. Um, you know, the worst I did was go to one dollar rum night at the bar down the street. The funny thing is, she'd probably come back and the coaching staff would be like, Where have you been? She'd be like, Oh, New York. And they're like, Don't lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me where you've been. She actually went and visited a former teammate. So it's it's just hilarious anyway. Well, it's the no phone there that's the problem. It's a different kind yeah, of ball different... game in your era. Than like if she bad. had just said, you know, if she had just called my hotel room and been like, Bubs, you need to you need to cover for me. 
um, whatever, like just tell them this, this and that. But no one had any idea where she was. It was really, it was really quite scary. Whereas nowadays we just get our phone out, look on Snap Map and see, oh, she's, yeah, she's in New she's York. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Something's wrong with my iPhone. <laughs> she's yeah. in New York. New York. That doesn't make us zoom out for the world. Yeah. Well, Bubs, I actually haven't, I've, I watched the first two episodes and I feel like I don't have to watch the rest of the series. And I have to admit, because you've told it so well and explained it to me, and um, I've been caught watching Selling Sunsets instead <laughs> of really knuckling down and watching this Michael Jordan like doco series. And if anyone's ever watched Selling Sunsets, it's like the hills meets a real estate show. It is so oh. trashy, but I can't move away from it. And so <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got a few episodes to go, but maybe once I'm done that, I'll join you in discussing the Michael Jordan documentary. Yeah, but I'm not going too fast. Like, I really don't want it to end. Like, 10 episodes is not long enough for me. And then there's an episode where he cries as well, and I'm like, oh, I can't deal. I can't deal. But there's a lot of um, docos coming out at the moment, sport docos. So you can find that emotion in another doco instead there, bubs. Now... Ash, you have been watching trashy TVs and I'm assuming you're watching it with a biscuit in hand. Oh, yes. <laughs> How's my segue? <laughs> Fantastic. I was actually Dude. getting a little bit nervous there with what you were saying because I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. unprompted question, <laughs> unprompted question. <laughs> I am not prepared for this. Um, yes, okay. So I have um, been watching, yes, trashy TV and with biscuits um, in hand and um the reason that i would like to talk about biscuits even though it's not sports related (laughs) was that the other day i was sitting at work doing sports related things when a press release came through saying that arnott's the biscuit company arnott's is now slowly releasing the recipes for all its favorite uh biscuits i think i think a relative of mr arnott plays hockey for new south wales ash i think i figured that out in our research for the hockey league continue really yes what is it, do you just assume because his last name's arnott he must no be- no oh. flannery to- anyway I, anyway continue i digress <laughs> um <laughs> okay so um the latest one i think might be the great monte carlo that is and um, that was the latest recipe that got released and it kind of got me thinking as to well what is the greatest uh, cream biscuit in the assorted creams packet um, and guys because I am such a thorough journalist uh, I thought that <laughs> I'd better conduct a Twitter poll because that's where all great journos go to uh, in order to make sure they're Have I voted in this poll? Is this on your, on your Twitter? Well it is on my Twitter um, I think that um, it might actually be closed now but final results, 146 votes. So why? Oh, wow. Big sample size. Well, it's more than three people. So and you I just feel... didn't even bother putting orange in there. Well, I, okay. So the story behind that is, is that when I went to do the poll, I realized you can only actually have four options of things to vote on. And so I had to cull one of the five biscuits and I thought, well, nobody likes orange slice biscuit. That is the crappiest one anyway. It shouldn't even be in there in the first place. So I put the tweet out saying, snap poll for important podcast research, assorted cream biscuits, which is best, little asterisks, have left off um, orange slice biscuit off, as we all know it shouldn't even be in there. 
No, and because it's a waste of space and calories. Don't bother. Exactly. So that one hasn't been included. A few people were outraged by the fact that they couldn't vote for it, but I just unfriended them. Um, and they have a, <laughs> they're no longer part of my life. Um, but the results actually were quite... Um, I'm amazing. looking at them right now and I'm very interested by them. Yes. So I'm not looking, so please explain. 39.7%, uh, the highest, was the traditional Kingston. So, you know, the one that's kind of yeah. like a little bit Anzac Vicky with the chocolate kind of in the middle. That's my husband's favourite. The hazelnut spread in the middle kind is of thing. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's not know. hazelnut, surely. It's not so chocolate. It's hazelnut. It's overwhelming favourite, closely followed by Monte Carlo at 28%. This is where it got interesting. Shortbread creams, 24%. The last one, Delta creams only setting at 7.5%. The Oreo of Australian biscuits, Delta creams, only the fake at 7.5%. Yeah. yeah, no, no. It's too, well, many, it's too many actual ingredients. The Oreo is a vegan biscuit. Did you know that? I didn't. Didn't I do know that. It's the Milky Center. Well, <laughs> clearly not animal. Um, I agree with that because I think it is people probably comparing it to the Oreo and it's a fake Oreo and it's never quite as good. So yes. that I understand. I've got that as well at my fourth ranked position as well. But what's shocked me is Kingston winning. I don't think Kingston is top two. No, no. Monte Carlo was um, where I thought would be, or what I thought would be number one. And in the initial start of the, when I was like looking at it about uh, 25 votes, <laughs> Kingston and shortbread creams were like favourites by a mile. Monte Carlo came back strong later in the in the night, so I'm glad that it's had a bit of a, a resurgence. A push, yeah. But the maybe other thing that I that's got to do with your, you know, the demographic of the people who what doing Twitter. So doing Twitter during the day, you're older, and then right. the young ones come out at night. Well, clearly the Monte Carlo, yeah, yeah. marshmallow. Get stuck in your teeth as you're Is older. it marshmallow? I don't even know what's in it. I know they're good. It's when you dip it in the in the tea or the coffee and everything crumbles and then there's that chewy, gooey, marshmallowy thing. Oh, yeah. Or you dip you it in wine. You dip it in wine if you're a true <laughs> Italian like me. That's right. Yeah. But I, guys, I learnt more from this post as well. I learnt that yeah, two out of two of my last posts have been biscuit related. So I don't <laughs> know what that means. And well, then the sorry. other thing. <laughs> what was that laugh? I'm so sorry that that came out of my mouth. Doesn't <laughs> funny. No. The other thing that I realised is that why people, yeah, like to talk about or claim to talk about international affairs and that kind of thing. The most action I've had on my Twitter recently has been surrounding what is the best assorted cream. So I'm thinking people secretly aren't as smart as what they're making out to be. Oh, it's, yeah, the, the, you dumb things down and it goes wild. Reel them in. Reel yeah, them in. Reel them in. Have you seen some of the tweets that I, I get a lot of traction for? It should be illegal to put chips under a schnitzel, gangbusters. <laughs> you know? Top holy tweet okay, for cool. 2019. <laughs> you know, like, okay. <laughs> What's your top cool. four then? My top four, I've got shortbread and cream for me is my number one. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. That just pips Monte Carlo. It's a photo finish there. Photo finish. Kingston, clear third. Clear third there. Fake Oreos, number four, orange and cream. They can go in the bin. Don't need to eat them. Waste of calories. Get in there with 2020. That's my top four. 
So That's for fine. me, Monte Carlo is the only biscuit in the pack that I'll touch. Oh, well, that's stupid. But then if I it's had not, to... It's if not I had really to, a list, but... <laughs> if I had, to, doing if this I had to eat them, my preferences would be <laughs> Monte Carlo, then the Delta Cream, which is the Oreo. Fake Oreo. Oreo. Um, then the Shortbread Cream. Yeah. Then the Kingston. Then yeah. the Orange. Yeah, down ice. the bin. Is that yours? Well played, Bubs. And considering that there's only three people on this podcast and two out of three have got the same answers, I'm going to ignore the Twitter poll and go with uh, our list being uh, the winner. No, fake Iris can get in the... No, 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 no. Well, <laughs> can, get it, can get in the where? <laughs> give my mouth. All right. <laughs> um, that's high quality content. All right, let's move on now. Here's a good segue. Ash's Twitter poll. Is that your tweet of the week or what are we going to go for your tweet of the week? Ah, oh, yes. Okay. Well, now here's the next thing is that I actually did take, um, <clears throat> oh no, I had to write it down. Let me get my notes. <laughs> Mel, would you, Bubs, would you like to go first? Sure. I have a couple. So I'm uh, going to float my own boat here and I, I'm going to say that um, my tweet of raising uh, over $2,000 for Breast Cancer Awareness in the Mother's congrats, Day Classic. Congrats on running 5K. You're a goalkeeper. I'm, that's actually very impressive. That I is appreciate impressive. it. I yeah. appreciate it. I, I've only fun. come good today afterwards. <laughs> you actually, to be honest, you inspired me to go for a run. I went for a run on Sunday. I saw that. You were taking yeah. a little cloud for a little I run. I did, and it was great. Here's a tip for you punters out there. If you don't want to run fast, bring a dog that's not very fast because <laughs> he, the first few Ks was flying. The next few, she was behind yeah. me was great i disagree i went for a run the other day with um my dog tully if you didn't know it's her birthday today um and <laughs> Again. she actually is a very fast dog and she pulled me along with it and so i felt like i actually clocked up a quicker time without as much oh effort. that's what yeah, I but I'm, I'm saying that i didn't want to run fast <laughs> so yeah. kind of, it's not my fault for running fast it's like when you run on the treadmill when you've got a fast dog you're yeah, like yeah. my legs just go all right and, and your other tweet the other one was um, the K-League actually started. So we've yes. been able to watch some football. And funny enough, the first game that we've been able to watch had two Australians in the it. The Belarusian Premier League's been on as well. Oh, yeah. Yep. Sorry. Thank you. It's yeah, been sorry. on and it's been on the Give Me Something podcast every morning. We've been giving you tips. Sorry, the, you the Belarusians. <laughs> I, did, I, I, did, I, know, I, I did mess that one. But, um, yeah, at, at Terry Antonis... Mm-hmm. He's red carded in the first game, so he's been he's been out of action because of the COVID. Um, and then his first chance at playing a game, he gets a red card and nice. he just breaks a guy's leg just just quietly. It's um, bad. It's horrific. Um, I don't recommend you watch it, but um, yeah, it's there if you want. Kind of like sliding in. Yeah, slides in, and it's called Studs Up Challenge. Yeah, and the guy's leg is, is on the TikTok? ground. Is that a TikTok? Thumbs up challenge sounds like oh, a TikTok. Um, I, you know what? Probably is. It's fun. It <laughs> sounds like trend. it violates a trend. It sounds like it violates the two rules of don't be an idiot. And you know what it is? Your grandma wouldn't see. It. That's exactly right. And you know what people have been doing when their wives are in the kitchen and they slide tackle them from behind and they fall over and they thought that was funny. That is not good. No, that's also not funny. No. Uh, Crash, have you written? Yes, it? I did find it. Um, so Titus O'Reilly, who love, I feel as though we features love. probably fairly uh, regularly 
we love. Now he wrote the facts. Uh, the fact that gyms will open before pubs is what ro- is wrong with this country. I am, I'm just trying to read here. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. So um, he's saying that, yeah, the fact that gyms are going to open up before pubs is just uh, indictment in this country. But what actually really grabbed my attention after last week's discussion about um, Sam Newman was someone's comment in response to that initial tweet. And Miss Tapsy replied to Titus and said... Sounds like a real person. He does. <laughs> What's their picture? What's their profile picture? Um, it's, a, it's a painting. Uh, okay, looks good. like a Da Vinci kind of looking thing. Anyway. Nice. Um, yeah, it's no, it's, it's no egg, okay? So it looks like they're <laughs> going to own what they say. Um, and they say, any news on golf courses, question mark, asking for a friend, hashtag Sam. So Sam Newman obviously is having quite the effect on the Twitter population and whether or not golf courses will reopen. Well, even though, even though he can't play because he's injured. Well, speaking of Sam Newman, friends, family, we've actually had a few um, listeners uh, message me during the week. Believe it or not. Little Rosie Malone, she said she's happy to be our eighth listener. So, look, we've got at least eight now. And um, Rosie Malone is excellent on TikTok. She should actually, be giving TikTok But she's also a child. So, that's why. She's 21, 22. And can dance and has and incredible can rhythm. Exactly. Anyway, Sam Newman, uh, he's been pushing for golf to be back. It is back. And he is playing his first three. He's playing a whole round tomorrow. Sportsbet will be there for his first tee shot so you can tune in to watch his first tee shot. We're going to be there. He's mic'd up so we can see. Um, we were trying to put some markets on it to see where it would land. We were, they got pushed back, but everyone, you can be watching that. And this is kind of going into that, into the Victorians have been gagging for golf. And Richard Humiston, one of our own, we like to call him Richard Dummiston because he is Dummiston. And he said, and he's been pushing for golf just as hard as Sam Newman has, just nobody listens to him. And he said, I'm 100% going to snap hook the fuck out of my first drive, but I couldn't be more excited. I'm going to cherish every one of my 132 shots on Wednesday. (laughs) So what, Sam Newman's made a recovery, so he's good to go. Look, I don't, well, yeah, he said he's got a little bit of tendonitis in his wrist, but I think that he's going to be pushing through. We'll be down there um, with him. um, So it's going to be very excited. I I love how he's actually just lobbed in a bit of an excuse because if it's going to be filmed, he's going to have to have a very good round. (laughs) Well, he he didn't know it was um, going to be filmed until two days ago. (laughs) He's like, oh, no, I I can't actually play now. Like, I'm (laughs) I do love Sam Newman that uh, even though when he was approved or it was approved that he could return to golf, he was still having a crack at the government for it not being quick enough. So mm. he's never really happy, Sam Newman. So I'm not sure whether or not he's going to be happy with his game um, when he's finally allowed to, to tee off. But good luck to him. I, I wonder if there's going to be a shank. Oh, well, probably. No, I think that I've seen his little setup in his uh, shed. I think that in his warehouse, I think he's going to be good to go. Um, and on that, we are 10 minutes over. So you lucky listeners have got an extra 10 minutes of that's what she said. Lucky, lucky you. I hope that luck 
goes into the punting on the weekend if you're going to have a punt. If you do have one, gamble responsibly. But we will see you next week. Make sure you wash your hands. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.